0: to be ready, and how to wait, how to be ready, and how to wait, interesting connection there. Sounds like a paradox. But much of the Christian life is a paradox. Mm -hmm. I preached a series on that years ago, and uh, we have a book on that, The Paradox of the Christian Life. How to be ready, like you can go tonight, and how to wait, as so many of the saints had to wait even death and through death. <clears throat> thank you equal thank you Daniel Ezekiel, thank you Danielle for a job well done. So turn in your Bibles tonight to Luke chapter 12. verse 31 and as I said, we are probably going to deal with This entire chapter one day Right now in the just Jesus campaign we are um, In the book of Matthew we've already completed John Uh, But in the second coming series we may come back to this passage and We're going to be in this passage that I'm going to read tonight for quite a while if the Lord tarrys his coming and we live. And until he comes, I don't think there's anything wrong at all in talking about him. I don't think there's anything wrong at all about talking about Jesus Here you go. Until He comes. Because one thing for sure... One thing for sure... is that you're going to meet Him soon, one way or another. And the reason why waiting is important in this series, which God has had his people to do, God's people, one of the things that God's people will do is wait. You're going to learn how to wait. So you instant people, you people who like everything instant and fast, fast food, getting mad if people don't bring it fast enough, want to fight, you're going to have a hard time in the Christian life because one thing God is going to have you do is wait. God is going to have you to learn how to wait. God does not rush for anybody. Luke chapter 12, verse 31, and Daniel, Ezekiel, I'm starting here. As I said, we're going to probably deal with this entire uh, chapter. But I'm starting here because according to the King James Bible, that's where the paragraph begins. And we're going to end at a paragraph mark. Mark. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell that ye have, and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. You can go ahead and check it out. For where your treasure is there will your heart be also let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. Do a deep refresh. Let your loins be girded about. Let your loins be girded about. And your lights burning. Okay, you can leave that in and, and do a deep refresh. Uh, Daniel Ezekiel, BCNN1, Gospel Light Society, Gospel Light House of Prayer, are not online. Okay, do a, leave that in and do a deep refresh. Leave that in and do a deep refresh. Pardon me, folks. I'm off into this, but my staff is making sure we are live everywhere and everything is working the way it should. By the way, we're live on Spreaker. That's a podcast agency that allows us to preach the gospel live. Go ahead and refresh that. Just, just exit out and do it again. And make sure that the thing's on the proper internet down there. What is it on? Say it again. Okay. Go ahead. Just do it again. Let your loins be girded about, and your lights burning. And ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord, when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. (coughs) Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. And this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. And this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched, and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Check it again. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us, or even to all? And this is one of the reasons why we're going to be in this passage for a while, because even Peter was turned around a little bit. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of meat in due season? Just right here. Just do a deep refresh. Just click it off and do it again. And then take your your hand off of it. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us, or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat? in due season. Believe it. Let's just click that thing off. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But and if but and if that servant say in his heart, my lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to beat the men servants and maidens and to eat and drink and to be drunken, the lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him and at an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in sunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers and that servant which knew his lord's will and that servant which knew his lord's will and prepared not himself to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required, and to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more." So ladies and gentlemen, on this Saturday night in the Second Coming Chapel, I want to preach in your hearing how to be ready at all times, and at the same time, wait. It sounds like a paradox. And, in a sense, it is because the being ready part means to be ready at any moment for the Lord to return. But at the same time, God wants you to wait until He returns. And this is hard for some people, waiting, but I assure you that as a child of God, you will learn how to wait on God. You must learn how to wait on God. More Christians, including more preachers, have gotten into trouble in their lives and with God by jumping, trying to jump ahead of God. And you can't jump ahead of God. For wherever you're trying to go, he's already there. And uh, he has a way of slapping you back into your place until you're ready. If you are a child of God, you will probably not appreciate God and the life he gave you and the journey he puts you on, until it's almost time for you to die, or until he takes you home via the rapture or some... uh, 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 or through death. So, uh, because your perspective will be different and then you'll be able to say all things work together for the good because one of the wonderful things about being a born again Christian is the journey in the words of my uh, daughter Danita the adventure God will put you on and there will be highs and lows and ins and outs good days and bad days tribulations and troubles and triumphs but God will see you through and God will bring you through shall we pray Holy Father God in heaven hallowed be your name thy kingdom come Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who came and who is coming, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. I praise you and I thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us all. And Holy Father God, for those of us who are saved and born again, help us all to take heed to this passage. Help us all to take heed to how we behave ourselves as we wait on your second coming. And at the same time, by doing so, we Remain always ready so that when you come, you will find us so doing your will and not ours. And Holy Father God, we individually, who are saved, confess our sins, our failures, and our faults, and acknowledge uh, our sinfulness and our sins for Jesus Christ's sake. Have mercy and grace upon us, afresh and anew, and please forgive us of our sins as we approach your throne of grace, as we approach this a new series in the Second Coming Chapel series. I believe that this is message number 301. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ on this Saturday night, for the devil is attacking every which way, as usual. We're not ignorant. By your grace, we're not ignorant of his devices. So Holy Father God, help us to remain sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. Lord God in heaven, help our team to... We thank you, Lord, that much of uh, this service is live and uh, uh, around the world, on Facebook, and a few other places. Lord, help our team to get it up and live on the newer places. And Lord, have it all to go smoothly, decently, and in order. We will... uh, And Lord, I do pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, for Lord, I do believe that the uh, right up there with the preaching of Your Holy Word is the power of prayer. And uh, Lord, I would imagine that prayer has a little edge uh, because without prayer to you, and without, therefore, the power, the unction, and the anointing of your Holy Spirit, uh, Lord, uh, the preaching will not be done right, and the preaching will not be heard right, and the preaching will not have the impact that it should have, for we need you to move upon the hearts of all of us, the saved and the lost. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, for the salvation of all religious but lost people, my wife, Marika White included, and uh, other family members, help them to examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith, help them to not go by the kind of house they live in, help them not to go by the kind of car they drive or the clothes they wear. For, Lord, you have fixed things today so that uh, people can't even go anywhere to show off their clothes or their car. Can't have company over, really, uh, to show people their house. because of the plagues that you have wrought against the church, against your people primarily, and uh, how that you have raised up uh, kingdoms against the West who has caused this satanic and demonic foolishness, bringing making us the worst Sodom and Gomorrah community in the history of the world and the church, sad to say, and its bishops and preachers are part of it, are the leaders of it, having been bought with a price. Some got duped. Some knew exactly what they were doing. Some even to the point of trying to uh, destroy your holy word. To make people not to believe your holy word, so that they can push through their demonic abomination of homosexuality, which represents a crossing of the line when it comes to you, which you have shown the world down through the years, not only in Sodom and Gomorrah, but in Rome as well. Who ever thought that Rome would be destroyed into bits and pieces? But you, the great and mighty Rome fail because of the abomination of homosexuality along with a host of other things which go along with it and debauchery and evil and hating you and hating your people And so Holy Father God, whoever thought the bubonic plague would wipe out almost all of Europe because of the same things, debauchery and homosexuality in the church, the raping of children, the killing of babies in the then known church. And so here we are again, the greatest country leading the way, the greatest country in the history of the world, outside of Israel, leading the way. And we're suffering the most as well. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray uh, that indeed uh, you would Save those who are lost in the church and outside of the church, and cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of uh, my wife, Marika White, permanently and forever. Not only in church, but behind the scenes and uh, out of my family members who have that problem. And Lord, I pray that those who are truly saved would go back to you and cling to you. Those who are not, help them to come to know your Savior. Help none of them to cling to religion, but to cling to you and Lord God in heaven tonight and throughout this weekend deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. Okay, pull it back up. Holy Father God, as we continue Lord, in prayer, Lord, as I was saying to you, Lord, I do pray, you need to check the internet, check the internet, is it on what, no, not that, you don't need to click that, click the words, click the words, Mm -hmm. double click. And so, Holy Father God, as I continue in prayer, uh, Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would indeed uh, cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife, Marika White, and out of others in our family, and Lord, I pray that you would give us a sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would have our technical team to continue to clear up uh, everything that needs to be cleared up. And Holy Father God, I pray so that everybody can hear the whole counsel of God, your Holy Word, and to hear about how we ought to behave and how we ought to act until you come. And Lord, I may even change the title of the message to that. And so Holy Father God, I pray that you'll help all of us who name the name of Christ tonight uh, to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Lord, help us to always be prayerful, sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful until you come. And Lord, help us to be faithful to you until you come. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning. (coughs) In this country and around the globe, from the coronavirus plague and now the monkeypox plague and so many other plagues. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that for those who are saved Lord, help us to do everything you want us to do in your holy word. And then, Lord, help us uh, to deal with all that we have to deal with in this life. We cast all of our cares upon you, for Lord, we know that you care for us. Fill us with your peace that passeth all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Lord, we pray that you would grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Word while we are dealing with technical difficulties. And Lord, help the people who normally watch someplace else to watch someplace else. And Lord, we pray for all of your saints who name the name of Christ, that lord you will help us to truly confess our sins and repent and do right by you first and foremost and then lord we pray that tonight you deliver us i pray this for uh, my family and for all saints everywhere that you deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests, intentions, and Holy Father God, break us, make us, and mold us to be what you would have us to be. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from this service and from this ministry and from this work. And Lord, we pray that you would deliver all of us, today from all spiritual and mental, physical, and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems. Uh, Deliver, Lord, us from all uh, persecution, all of our enemies in the family and outside of the family, and uh, protect us, Lord, from those who would like to do us harm harm as uh, Lord we had a security incident on yesterday and that has never happened before and so Lord surround us and surround my family uh, with your protection a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us Lord to be whiter than snow on the inside and Lord I pray that you would bless and protect your people in the midst of chastisement, rebuke, and judgment, Uh, Lord, uh, and people in the world, that you would deliver everybody from a housing crisis, a food crisis, a medical crisis, a utilities crisis, which you have done. I'm humbly praying that you would continue to do that for people, many of them who don't know you. Now, Lord, I thank you that I'm not worried about myself, uh, our family because you have protected us and blessed us in all of this and preserved us and i give you the glory praise and honor but lord i do pray for others and holy father god on this night i pray that i thank you so much for how you have allowed us lord to end up how we have it is is a dream and it is a miracle and Holy Father God, I thank you for the human beings. that some, For some reason, you touch their hearts to do big things for our family. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know how you did it. I don't know why. But I thank you for it. And they know who they are. And uh, one couple uh, did something on yesterday. And, and they know uh, who they are. And so we give you the glory. We give you the praise and we give you the honor. And uh, I thank you, Lord, for my children who don't even want to take any kind of pay uh, for their efforts as they have served you faithfully all of these years. And uh, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for their efforts even tonight. And so, Lord, we pray that uh, you will speak to our hearts from your Holy Word. Grant uh, me your special unction and anointing and the power of your Holy Spirit. And, Lord, I pray that you will protect our family tonight and all other families that name the name of Christ. Protect us from ourselves, our flesh, and from the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family evil people in the church and evil people in the world and lord receive our glory and praise to your name lift up your holy son the lord jesus christ for it is in his name we pray amen ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters in christ Jesus. We're still having uh, some technical difficulties that I can see our technician is still working on uh, for some of our audience. Uh, if you can't get to your uh, normal place, go to Facebook, Gospel Light. Society Facebook, Gospel Light Society Facebook, or Daniel White the Third Facebook, or BCNN One Facebook. I think everything is fine there. And Dr. A.W. Tozer said, in light of the message that I'm preaching tonight, how to be ready and how to wait at the same time. He said, instead of letting the cross keep us always on the alert and ready to go, we have painted the cross and reshaped the cross and geared it in with the element of the world. The people of God are asleep doing their little labors while we wait for the call of the trumpet that will take us out of this world. Oh, that we might again have that sense of immediacy and urgency that was upon the early church, which we do not have today. Dr. Bob Deffenbaugh says, I believe that the entire twelfth chapter of Luke, pertains to stewardship, being faithful, regardless of the circumstances, uh, whether we have to uh, be ready always, or wait. Verses one through 12 have addressed the disciples stewardship of the gospel. The gospel, the most valuable thing on earth. The disciple must make good use of the gospel by boldly living and proclaiming it for the glory of God and for the honor of Jesus Christ and for the lifting up of Jesus Christ. And Uh, As we all know, we have not been doing that in the so-called modern church. Verses 13 through 34 have addressed the stewardship of possessions. Our preoccupation must not be with material things or food or money. So no prosperity gospel, but with true riches and true life. We need not worry about our life, but we should use things to minister to men's needs, women's needs, children's needs now for God's glory, which is laying up treasure for ourselves in heaven. In verses 35 and following our Lord turns as I understand it to the stewardship of time He will instruct us as how we are to view and use the time which remains until he comes Or until we die You're going to see Jesus soon either in the rapture Of the church or by your death. So uh, your seeing Jesus will come soon enough, enough. There's no need in trying to rush it. There's no need in being uh, disgruntled because you have to wait. And, And don't try to expedite it, believing false theologians who tell you that suicide is okay. It is not. I believe you're going to hell. I'm, I'm gonna, if, if I err, I'm gonna err on that side. Uh, people who claim to be Christians who killed themselves, I believe the devil pushed them over. And they were lost. Judas is the main character in the Bible who committed suicide because he betrayed innocent blood. He betrayed uh, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He did not know Jesus, and he's in hell today. And I believe people who don't know Jesus are the ones who commit suicide. I'm very sorry if that offends my theologian friends. I'm not going to do that with you. That's unheard of for a Christian. How can you kill Jesus over again? Jesus is living on the inside of you. You can't cause him to commit suicide. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, you sweet evangelical theologians, from the cemeteries? No, no, no. You can't rush seeing Jesus and, and kill yourself and call yourself rushing to see Jesus. You love Jesus so much, you want to go see uh uh-uh. Nope. I don't believe that. I don't ever put that as attributed to me. I, I stand against that foolishness there's something wrong somewhere if you are contemplating killing yourself and there's something desperately wrong if you do it and i'm telling you you're going straight to hell i know i, I, I got some highly respected theologians I, I like i like them they're great men of god but they they believe that and i don't i don't And I'm not going to preach that. And I'm not going to teach that. And I'm not going to tell anybody that lie. I'm not going to tell their family that. That's all. That's up to God. I I have nothing to do with that now. As a preacher of the gospel. I'm about life. Eternal life. Life all the way through. Jesus Christ said I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. He didn't say death. God is not into that. He, God is not into you killing yourself. You might be tempted with anything. But to do something like that as a child of God, I've never seen that. i never heard of that. You say, preacher, are you telling me that you don't believe the pastors and the preachers who have committed themselves, uh, who have committed suicide over the past 10 to 20 years uh, in heaven? No, I don't. I don't. I, I, they were not saved. They don't know. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, they didn't know Jesus. They were imposters. <clears throat> they were used by the devil to bring discredit against Jesus and against God. Now, uh, God can save anybody. That's his business. But, but, but he has not given me the business to preach that. So we can have a rash of people committing suicide thinking they're going to heaven and they go straight to hell. I'm not going to be a part of that. Dr. Deffenbaugh goes on to say, If we are required to wait, then you and I had better learn how to wait properly. How to do it right. In our text, Jesus teaches us the way to wait and the way to be ready Jesus wants you to be ready like he's going to come back today, and he wants you to wait Like he may not come back for another thousand years. It's a paradox Jesus is so deep and Christianity is so deep and the Word of God is so deep and Faith in God and faith in Jesus Christ is so deep you will end up with paradoxes Sometime I preached a whole series on the paradox of the Christian life. I wrote a book on the paradox of the Christian life. You can go and listen to the podcast. You can go and read the book. I'm not going to deal with that now. The way to wait for his return. God wants you to be ready for both. And at the same time. He wants you to be ready. And he wants you to wait. He wants you to wait. And he wants you to be ready. Uh, you see "Well, that frustrates me. Well you're not God. So. Just be frustrated. That's what you want to do. And be. Okay. Because this is how it is. In the Christian life. In verses. 35 and 36. And Jesus spells out three elements involved in waiting. Three descriptions of the readiness for an expectation of his return, which we should have at all times. Verses 37 and 38 are a promise of the blessedness of those wait as Jesus has said above. Verses 39 and 40 contain words of warning. For some do not wait in readiness. And that's, that's the key, a key phrase there. To learn how to wait in readiness. Both and. See, the readiness and the waiting says to you and to me that we're not God and we're not Jesus. And we need to be humble and we need to be faithful and we need to be obedient and have the attitude whenever whenever he comes, I will be ready. And if I have the wait until I die and through death, I will be ready and I will wait. Uh, That speaks of humility. That you're not in control. That God has all of the power. And so you need to humble yourself before him. And you can't make anything happen until he makes it happen. See. So, see, and he want, God wants all of his servants to be that way. Humble enough to be ready. Humble enough to wait. Without complaining and whining. And crying and boohooing. With joy and with cheerfulness and with a good attitude for his return. In verse 41, Peter asked to know just who Jesus was speaking to. And Jesus answered indirectly with a question. Verse 42, which leads to his promise that God will honor. That manager of time and things with greater responsibilities in the kingdom who has been a good steward in his earthly ones. Verses 43 and 44. Verses 45 and 46 are yet another word of warning addressed to those who use our Lord's delayed return as an excuse for sin and self-indulgence. You are wicked as the devil. When you say, well, the Lord hasn't come yet, the Lord is not coming anytime soon, I can commit my sins. I can commit adultery. I can commit swinging. I can I can commit homosexuality and 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 other sins. I can commit drunkenness and partying. He hasn't come for two thousand years. Hey, those old fellas and girls. He he's not going. He probably not going to come tonight either or this weekend. So let's jam, jam. Boogie boogie at the good times roll. Let's cut a step. Let's get drunk. Let's get high. Because he has not come yet, and I've been waiting a long time, and so I, I'm tired of waiting. This this party right now. The final verses, forty-seven and forty-eight, conclude our text by highlighting the principle on which divine discipline is based. What we have said above is summarized below. Number one, and here's where we're going, over the next weeks if the Lord us is coming and we live. Number one, an exhortation to readiness. Shh. Be ready. Be ready at all times. Shh. You don't have one second to commit fornication. One second to commit adultery. One second to spin with Bo Peep. One second to spin with Sylvia. One second to get drunk and to party out of your mind. And to be mean and hateful and abusive. Not one second. God does not want you to do that. See, whenever you begin to think, well, the Lord hasn't come yet. I've been waiting for a long time, and it seems like the wicked prosper. Let me join their swinging club and do a little evil myself. And as as soon as you do that, Jesus is gonna come. Because he's gonna come when you think not. Now that's thirty-five through forty. Number two, three elements of readiness, verses thirty-five and thirty-six. Number three, twofold assurance of blessing for those who wait. Blessings for those who wait on the Lord. Verses 37 and 38. Number four, warning about being caught, unprepared, not ready. We're going to deal with that. Number five, an exhortation to faithfulness while waiting. Being faithful while waiting. Our text has one tension, a deep tension, and we will deal with this when we come to it, which should motivate the student to study these words very carefully. In verse 46, Jesus spoke of the servant who was cut into pieces. In Matthew's parallel account, Matthew 24 through 45 through 51, 24, 45 through 51, he adds a reference to weeping and gnashing of teeth. And we're going to deal with this. And I'm going to leave you with this question. Look at it for yourself. Study it for yourself. Is this speaking of hell? And if so, do Christians need to fear hell as a punishment for being unfaithful in their service? Our study, I believe, will answer this question very clearly. And so, ladies and gentlemen, with that set up for this series. Are you ready as far as being saved yourself? Are you born again yourself? Do you know that you know that you know that you are saved? And are you serving? Are you ready? Are you waiting properly? Jesus Christ, uh, said the most loving, most magnificent, and most wonderful words ever said to mankind, when he said, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Understand my dear friend that we are all sinners because God said so. God said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every person in every nation is a sinner by birth, by nature, and by choice. And then God said the wages of sin is death. That means that we die because of our sin choices. Our sinful nature. We die. Let me tell you something. Never try to make light of death. Death is, on this earth, is the most horrifying, most frightening thing ever. And it ought to remind you that God does not play. You may play, but God does not play. When it comes down to sin. And you need to know. That you're on death row. And I'm on death row. We just don't know when we're going to go. One day you may walk. Into a grocery store. And they will roll you out. Because somebody killed you. You might be getting into your. Car at Walmart. Somebody. Might rob you and kill you. You may be riding down the road on a beautiful Saturday morning with the sun shining. And then get hit by a Mack truck and and rolled over. And you're dead. And you're gone. And God wants you to understand. He does love you. He loves you so much that He sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins. And all you have to do is believe in Him so that you can avoid going to hell to pay for your sins yourself and go to heaven for the divine reset. Which, if I were you, I wouldn't want to miss. And God wants you to understand that if he allows you to die from this beautiful place called Earth, hanging on nothing but his power, he will allow you to also go to hell to pay for your sins if you do not accept his provision for your sins. John the Baptist called him the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. He suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, he paid your sin debt so that you can have eternal life insurance, so that when you die, you will go to heaven and not hell to burn in the flames that shall never be quenched, Jesus said. And hell is a very real place. And you should not want to go there, and you don't have to. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe in Him tonight. Trust in Him tonight. Have faith in Him tonight. So that you can be ready uh, when He comes and be saved from the wrath of God to come And the eternal burning hell and lake of fire. And if you want to be saved tonight, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. In your heart, believe that he died for your sins. He paid your sin debt. He was buried. He went through hell and he went to hell for you. And he rose from the dead early one Sunday morning. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Repeat after me. Mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I'm not ready. I admit that I have done evil in your sight many times. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins. And help me to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I pray. Amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you just believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you just prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart may i say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life now please go to gospel light society and uh, read my book what to do after you enter through the door jesus christ is the door uh... that's what he said i am the door and so you just walked through that door this book uh... will help you to make the next steps you need to make to grow in God's grace and mercy and be the disciple that God wants you to be, uh, please email us at dw3gospellightsociety.com and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and so that we can send you some free materials to help you to grow in the faith. If you have a prayer request, please send that prayer request in so that we can pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, what a blessing it was to be with you tonight, even though uh, the devil has attacked and we had some technical issues. Thank you for your patience. And thank you for being with us during this time. Make sure you pray without ceasing. And uh, keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord and he will keep you in perfect peace. Shall we pray and then we'll hear that beautiful song, I'll Fly Away. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for what you have done here tonight. uh, In spite of the devil's attacks uh, and the technical issues, I give you the glory. Praise and honor for a powerful setup message for this series, which is extremely deep. Help me to read it throughout the week and to meditate on it. And Lord, help others to do the same. And help us to always be ready and willing to wait by your grace. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Save those who are lost. Revive those who are saved amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.